thank our young people for being here this morning early. Ellison and Zed and Griffin for playing for us and using their talents and gifts to bless us. Hope you did come on out west to God and participate in worship like that. And so got to be celebrating that. Mothers everywhere, new mothers and old mothers, mothers that are going to be, mothers that have been. I pray, Father, that you'd bless them this day. Help them to know your presence, fill them with your love and grace, and help them to know what a blessing they are for all the small victories in life they have shared with us. In Jesus' name, we pray this day. Have your Bibles turn with me. Philippians 4, chapter, well-known passage of Scripture. Many of you, you have this passage memorized, though I say like I do, but you don't always live what we have. What we have memorized. Philippians, the fourth chapter, verse 8. I'm going to read it first and then I'll comment on it. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You hear that word whatever is used. Don't you hear that sometimes? Do you believe whatever you use is what you become? Okay, you say, well, what's that got to do with this passage? I'm going to show you how it's compared. We know if we eat a lot of fatty foods, high cholesterol, and we don't exercise much, guess what's going to happen? If we eat a lot of sugar filled foods, and I like those, I really do. I love chocolate. I like those Springfield long johns and good, I like the good cinnamon rolls slathered in butter. You can get that fifth time. I'm getting close. I like chocolate pine. I like bluebell homemade vanilla and coffee ice cream. And slather a little bit of soda on top of that. And your favorite kind, Dr. Pepper floats of soda. I mean, I can go, y'all get the picture. Are we what we eat? Now some of you say, I love what I'm going to do. You're a good person. I'm going to let Jenny Craig believe we are what we think. Now I want you to listen to this because it puts everyone else where we are. We are what we think. Periodically I hear that people use the word whatever in their conversation. You'll, you'll ask them a question and they'll say, well, whatever. And they use it in a sarcastic tone. It may be a statement of opinion or fact and they don't believe it and they say, well, whatever.
say, well, what are you talking about? Have you ever noticed that some people are just always negative? It just drives me distracted. I have to be honest. I have a lot of trouble with negative people. Negativism doesn't help anybody, folks. But invariably, like these young men in Hollywood, they're using some example. Okay? Oh, let's use the choir. At the beginning, the one of the songs, we had a little bit of trouble getting started. And the folks will focus on the little bit of trouble that we had at the beginning of that song rather than focus on the entirety of the worship experience. Yeah, there was one or two missed notes by the guy I spoke, but we're going to focus on that. We're going to focus on the, the intimate experience of having young people in worship leading you. I attended Bosky's rally a couple of weeks ago. And rally members that are here, I applaud you. Wonderful, great, old hymns of the faith, marvelous job. Well, I had a couple of them tell me after the service that was there. They said, you know, Brother Jerry, we kind of messed up on the ending of the song. I said, well, I think it's good. In fact, the director did an alternate ending because there was a little bit of a slip up. Did I want to focus on just the one little bitty mess up at the end of the song, or did I want to celebrate the whole event as being a great experience? I don't know about you folks, but I'm going to celebrate the great experience. You see, Paul writes this most personal letter. It's the most personal of all the letters that he writes to the Philippian church. It's the most caring letter that he ever wrote. And he said, finally, brothers and sisters, my final exhortation to you, my final advice to you, my final suggestion in living is this. And then he gives these six characteristics, and then there's the last two characteristics, followed by the conditional word, if, anything, is excellent. So, eight virtues in all. The first one, truth. Whatever is true. Truth versus falsehood. Excellence and praiseworthy. A few weeks ago, our Bible drillers went to the state Bible drill contest. It's about 300 plus. Still coming. 
The news can do whatever they want to do. That's printed or public viewing news. Or social media. And they can print a lie as if it were the truth. And unfortunately, you know what happens? People don't always believe the truth. Why? Because scripture says men believe the lie as the truth. Men love darkness rather than light. Truth versus falsehood. In a day when we have a lot of fake news, folks, everybody has what? A credibility problem. And the top of the position is this. So who do you believe? Now let me get to where it, where it deals with us. The scripture says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Right? That's either true or false. Either we're all sinners or we're not. Right? The scripture also says, John 3, 16, for those who believe. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten Son that whoever believes shall have what? Eternal life. Shall not perish, but will have life everlasting or life eternal. That's either true or it's false. But let me take it a step further. Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his love toward us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us, the godly for the ungodly. True or false? True. From my standpoint, if you don't believe it, then you consider it false. And we believe this to be true by faith. We accept it by faith. If this statement is true, if it is false, folks, then our faith is just a lie. What we just went through in celebrating the Lord's remembrance of his death on the cross, his broken body, his shed blood, his sacrifice for our sins is either true or it's not. Either we're sinners or we aren't. Either we're saved or we're not. Either we know God's grace and we've experienced it and we receive this grace through Christ or we haven't. It's real, it's real simple. It's not hard. You know, there are very few Medal of Honor winners in our world that are alive today. This is the highest honor a military person can be awarded, usually given for some unbelievable heroic act of courage and selfless risk and sacrifice at times of battle. In the book, Black of Our Fathers, which was made into a movie several years ago, it's the story of the Battle of Iwo Jima, if you don't know that story. It's the story of 1,688 Marines that went to Iwo Jima to take back the island from the Japanese during World War II. I want you to hear me. Of the 1,688 Marines that went there, 1,400 of them died on that island. 177 survived the assault of which 90 were left wounded out of the 177. Of the Marines that fought during World War II, and they fought for 43 months, one-third of all the casualties of the United States Marines took place on the Battle of Iwo Jima. Of all the men lost in four years, nearly four years of their fight, 43 months, nearly a third, a little more than a third of all the Marine losses, place on that one island. Medal of Honor was awarded to 
who was a 20-year-old foreman. He worked treating the guys on the field. Didn't carry a gun. He carried a knapsack with all kinds of supplies, military, medical supplies, everything to help soldiers survive from their wounds. In the Battle of Iwo Jima, on March the first, latter part of February, his first wound happened from a hand grenade. He had an eye injury, blinded in his eye. March the second, he had another injury. Uh, a mortar went off, and it took out part of his shoulder. Just a gaping hole in his shoulder. He was packed up, continued on. Third injury, another mortar went off, took out part of his foot, and injured his leg. He gave himself a shot of morphine and continued to drag those men off the field and out of the way of battle and treat them until he himself was drug off the field. Okay. What was his name? George Wallen was his name. W-A-H-L-E-N from Ogden, Utah. The Medal of Honor was awarded to him for his heroic and his self-sacrifice in battle. And it's ironic that we live in a world where those medals were later same company, same medal. And we had to establish a group to verify the Medal of Honor winner because you'd have these guys show up with a Medal of Honor and they never received it. They promoted a lie instead of the truth. Folks, our world's a messy place. And even good people do bad. Truth versus falsehood. It's sad that nation that has to have somebody verify who got the Medal of Honor. Whatever is true, remember this, truth, truth will ultimately prevail. Whatever happens in the world, folks, in the end, truth will ultimately prevail. You know how I know that? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. My words are true. That's what he says over and over again. This scripture, you can read it, look it up. So, is it a true statement for all sinners that need the love of the Lord Jesus and his salvation in the cross? I know about you, I am. I'm taking it to the bank. Nothing can separate me from his love. Romans 8, 5 through 31. 8, 35 through 31. Whatever is noble. We don't use that word very much, do we? Noble. Greek word simna. The only word that Paul's the only one uses it. He describes someone who is worthy to be applauded or honored or shown respect to because of the fabric of their character. You think about that. What they're made of is how they are. It's used in 1 Timothy about leaders and servants in the church. No, but we don't use that word much in our modern day because why? Our culture is so bent on destroying each other. My child's better than your child. My child did this. Your child didn't do that. My child took his first step here and talked his first word there. And my child did this and he, he got this or she got that. Or she. Why can't we just celebrate that children are a gift from the Lord to all of us? I want to share with you personal big, small victory for me. Y'all know we have several grandchildren. Well, one of our little grandchildren, little Anthem, she's had a hard time talking. She's not, she's not 
A person who gets up every morning for 40 years, Clyde Green got up every morning. He went to the school. He was a school janitor. He cleaned up the children's messes every year. Wiped the vomit and puke off the walls, the urine off the boys' bathrooms, cleaned those stalls, cleaned those commodes, swept up after all of the messes for 40 years, day in and day out, and seldom ever missed a day.
Those children lost their mothers last year. But on that suburban painted in all colors of different temper paints, Mama, we love you. And Daddy's name and Mother's name, they love this church just as our spirit does. You know, years ago I graduated. Buckner Fanning, longtime pastor, First Baptist Church of San Antonio, spoke at our commencement service. And I remember, I can't remember the text he preached on, but I can remember the illustration he gave. He told about a story of, a, of an ad that he read out of Reader's Digest for an old doll that was missing. She was lost. The ad said, Old doll, missing, lost, reward. Got one ear, lopped off. Blind in one eye, walked with a hobble. Hides missing off her back, scraped with tar. Teeth missing from cat bites. Old dog, and he went down this long list, you know, mangy looking, not very pretty. Reward, a lost dog. Answers to the name of Lucky. <laughs> Folks, that's us. God loves us just like we are. many lovely things in our world, folks. Right around us, we live in one of the most beautiful places in God's creation, Bosque County. And it is a lovely place to live. And there are lovely things to see. And there are lovely people here. And God gives us small victories every day that we live with lovely things. But you know what? The negative, the critical, the burning desire that's all around us to bring somebody else down, to rob us of their joy, to make things like they want to be instead of like maybe somebody else wants them to be is always difficult. For those caught in this trap, the negative, the critical, the evil, the awful, the terrible, they will never find contentment. Hear me. It's not going to be found. And quite frankly, because some people miss heaven on earth, they're going to miss heaven in heaven. God's going to have to do a real work because I can't change attitudes. I can't change nature. Some of us here this morning are negative in our nature, and you know exactly who I'm talking about and what I'm talking about. We always see the, the glasses half empty. We always point out, well, they missed it. They missed it up. Alex, did, they didn't get the entrance right while ago. They missed it. We, well, it was too hot or too cold. Or the light bulb was out. Is there light? Yep, right there. Light bulb was out. They had fixed it. Both of them got air in. I mean, folks, sometimes people drive me crazy. Focusing on the little things that are not going to matter. I want to share something with you. None of that's going to matter when you stand before the Lord in judgment. What's going to matter is what did you do with Jesus and did he make a difference in your life and did you share his love with anybody else? That's what's going to matter. There's not one of us here this morning who deserve God's grace. Yet, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. know his grace and his love and forgiveness when we accept him. Whatever is admirable. On May the 16th, 2015, state track me here in Texas, Austin, Texas, young female pole vaulter by the name of Charlotte Brown. 
She won the bronze medal. You say, well, that's no good. That's just a bronze medal. For her, it was one small victory after another. If you know anything about pole vaulting or high jumping, guess what? They start out with a low bar, and they raise it up, and they beat themselves. They compete against themselves. Their best jump, their best height, over and over again. There are falls. There are difficulties. There are stumbles. There are failures, countless failures. You know what makes the interesting thing about Charlotte Brown? Her bronze medal? Because she was blind. Did you hear me? A blind pole vaulter, female pole vaulter, winning the third place in the state track meet from Emory Lane High School in Texas. She pole vaults for Purdue University now. Just three years old. Whatever is admirable.
little girl on the other end of the phone and said, Peter, Tapple. Her name is Tapple. <laughs> Father, you know how difficult it is for us. For some of us, we're so hard to teach. <clears throat> some of us, we've already got our minds made up. We've already dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's in life. And we rob ourselves of the victories that are ours daily in Christ. Would you forgive us? Would you open our eyes that we might see that the glories and the mercies that are around us are there? And help us to realize that the kingdom of God is really like every tree of us. In Jesus' name. Our hymn of invitation will be here on the screen. We have this evening in my house. Would you stand? Do you really sing a blessed song?
play a different song, but we play a different song.